And I'm Alexander Wales. And this is a brief history of the rational and rationalist writing genres. The main place to start, I think, is with Eliza Yudkowsky, who you'll probably hear referenced a lot on this podcast, either by name or just as EY. He's currently a research fellow at the Machine Intelligence Research Institute and is one of the founders of the Less Wrong website. Yeah, 2006, I believe, is when uh, Less Wrong is created. He started that after he was on uh, Overcoming Bias with Robin Hanson. Um, and then Overcoming Bias became Robin Hansen's personal blog. Less Wrong is a community blog. Eliza Yavin, a.k.a. Scott Alexander. Mm-hmm. Who runs Slate Star Codex. Luke G., uh, Alicorn, and Gwern. And the main point of Less Wrong was to help people learn about rationality, share their thoughts about rationality, uh, improve their thinking, comment on each other's attempts to improve thinking. And the sequences by Eliza Yudkowsky were a major part of that effort. Yeah, and they spread out in a lot of different directions, like artificial intelligence and uh, many worlds theory and right. things like that. And there's a heavy focus on computer science as well. Rationalist fiction as a named thing begins in March of 2009. Uh, Eliza posted on Less Wrong about rationalist fiction. He named Nolle and David Sling as works that, that evoked that rationalist aesthetic and encouraged rationalist thinking. Yep, and Les Wong is also where Eliza posted his first published rational fiction, The Sword of Good, which was a very short story, a satire of a lot of fantasy novels where someone from our world goes to another one and is told, hey, you're the long-lost king, go kill this evil wizard and take the throne. And it examined the story elements of that through a rational lens. And uh, the next one he published there was Three Worlds Collide, an eight-chapter science fiction novella exploring meta-ethics and rational conduct through the implications of humanity uh, making first contact and meeting aliens. And after that, he started HPMR on fanfiction in March. March 2010 is when the first chapters of HPMR, Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, it was posted um, under the pseudonym Less Wrong, but everyone knew that it was Eliza by Chapter 5. Right, on fanfiction.net, it's still less wrong, but... Yeah. Yeah. And HPMR was essentially a reimagining of the world where Harry is raised by um, Petunia, and Petunia, instead of marrying Vernon Dursley, marries an Oxford professor who teaches Harry all about science and rationality, and um, so that when he gets his letter from Hogwarts, he approaches the world of magic with a scientific, rationalist perspective. There's a lot more to it than that, but that is the... 10 second pitch of what the story is about right and 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 it's quite long there's a lot of stuff in it and well worth reading in my opinion yeah i've recommended hpmr to basically everyone i know even people who never were big fans of of the original harry potter and i've gotten i want to say at least half of my my wider social circle and friend group into it so it it ran from 2010 till 2015 there was a Long period of slowdown, I think about a year where it wasn't updating at all. The HPMR subreddit in that time was quite active with people 
talking and theory crafting and recommending other stories. Both of us were heavy posters there. Right. This was a very, to me, enjoyable community to be a part of because, you know, I've been part of, of communities about ongoing fiction works before, obviously, um, but this was the most involved one that I've ever seen. It wasn't just people posting, oh, you know, this artwork reminded me or this guy made some fan art or this person met the author and interviewed them and these are some questions and answers. Like, it was actually a lot of analysis. It was a lot of deep reading. It was a lot of questions and discussion surrounding the characters, their motives, the plot, uh, which I think can really only be fully done in the more complex works I've read. Books like, you know, uh, Song of Ice and Fire series have a very vibrant and, and in-depth community about that because George R. R. Martin does a really good job of foreshadowing, planting clues, having complex characters, and the amount of foreshadowing and clue dropping in HPMOR for future events is truly impressive. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I've I've been on lots of subreddits and community sites and stuff like that, and most of them in the off season, which was basically what HPMR had, just they turn to crap really, really quickly. Uh, a Song of Ice and Fire is not um, is not one of them. That's a, that's a rare exception. But a lot of TV shows just the off season is the time to unsubscribe if you don't want to see just ridiculous right. stuff that has only tangential relationship. But the HPMR subreddit. And, and wider community was stayed very involved and very interesting to be a part of. And I enjoyed my time there quite thoroughly. And apparently enough people did where eventually a subreddit spun off. But I think that's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. The next thing in our timeline is um, Alicorn posts the first chapters of Luminosity, which is basically a reimagining of the series Twilight, where Bella is a rationalist rather than her sort of brain dead canon self. Yeah, I enjoyed Twilight. I'm one of the few people I know who actually read the whole Twilight Quartet, and I've got serious criticisms of the series as I've written down a number of places on the internet, but the core idea behind it, the world building that it did, had a lot of potential, and I think Luminosity really delved into that potential and brought it to great fruition and had wonderful examinations of the side characters and made them all work really well with each other and with the new and improved and rational Bella. Yeah, um, I actually I sort of like Twilight, too. I, I actually did read all four books as well. Um, I, I thought a lot of the side characters in Twilight were more in-depth and well oh, yeah. than 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 Bella. Bella was my big problem with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, Luminosity basically took the integral weakness to Twilight and made it a strength so that everything kind of clicked into place once that once that was done. Yeah. Um, so the, it was Luminosity and then Radiance is the sequel mm-hmm. to that. And that's the first of, I guess, what I would call... Inspired by works? Yeah. It's this rational character who comes in and sees all this crazy stuff and analyzes it. And then it diverges pretty wildly from there. Yeah, yeah. The, the logical consequences of the changes in the canon start to expand to ripple effects that affect everything. Again, to great effect. This is one of those stories where everything seems to change from the canon, but still make sense based on the canon. You can have characters that are reacting to new situations and new circumstances that are going on, but don't feel out of character. They still feel like themselves, which I think is one of the rare things about fan fiction and one of the things that, to me at least, made Luminosity such a great fan fiction. And I would say that Luminosity being as good as it was is part of what made the rational fiction genre begin to open up because people saw HPMR and were like, oh, wow, this is a great Harry Potter fan fiction about rationality. And then they saw Luminosity and like, oh, look, this is a great 
like you can make a rationalist Twilight fan fiction and make it really good. There's nothing you can't rationalize and make good, potentially. Yeah, which brings us to uh, November 2012 was uh, when Iceman posted Friendship is Optimal. I believe that was all posted over a series of a few days. Mm -hmm. This was all pre-written. But uh, Friendship is Optimal is about these people developing a My Little Pony MMO type thing, and it becomes this sentient artificial intelligence. And uh, it's not actually fan fiction. I get in that discussion with people a lot. I've had some disagreements about whether or not it qualifies as fan fiction, but that was uh, well loved, spread uh, a lot around with the less wrong crowd, and I think that became one of the primary things that people would recommend when you were on the subreddit or on less wrong. People were like, "I am up to the in progress point on HPMR. What do I read next?" Right. It was much shorter than HPMR and Luminosity, which cover a number of themes. Friendship was often covered the AI theme very powerfully and very well. So it was it was a great introduction yeah. also into the wider discussion of artificial intelligence risk for a lot of people. And to this day, every time I have a conversation with someone who doesn't really understand artificial intelligence as an existential risk to humanity, I still think, you know, why don't you check out this short story? And it'll do a pretty good job of, of priming you towards the real questions and real struggles and concerns in the community. Yeah. So May of 2013 uh, is when Lighting Up the Dark got uh, released by Valorian. In HPMR, there are two, possibly three chapters where there are omates, which is a Japanese term from manga and anime. It just means bonus or extra. They are non-canon small segments that are like several paragraph long rational takes on The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Lord of the Rings, and a bunch of different things where problems can be solved in, you know, a matter of seconds. So I think that Lighting Up the Dark is probably the first, um, it's a Naruto fanfic that is specifically in the author's note at the beginning, says that it was inspired by the uh, Naruto Omake in HPMR. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the first of um, the, the more widespread progenders. Um, if you can, yeah. Like the, yeah. The foundational canon of rational fiction. When when it actually started to get a canon, because you had uh, HPMOR, Luminosity, and maybe Friendship is Optimal is like things that people would recommend. Lighting up the darks, I think, when that started to become a canon of work instead. It can you can you can also say it was one of the first um, fan. Yeah, it was it was HPMOR originating rather than less wrong originating. Yeah, and once the first People, first of the people who read HPMR and possibly Luminosity and Friendship is Optimal said, let me try my own hand at this. That really, then, then the floodgates opened. Yeah, and 2013 was during the slump in postings on HPMR. So that May was lighting up the dark. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's the first one, but uh, archaeology, internet archaeology is fairly hard. So. Yeah, it's possible there were other stories between those, but as far as I'm aware, that was the main one that was completed. Yeah. And um, following that one came Branches on the Tree of Time, which you wrote and put up on fan fiction uh, about the Terminator world and a rationalist uh, computer programming, Sarah Connor, who actually addresses what it's like to fight an artificial intelligence and addresses what it's like to have 
time travel as a reality in the world and a tool to use at your disposal. So that was, again, really fantastic, really explored the themes in a way that, to me in any case, ruined the Terminator series forever. Like, if the next Terminator movie... I know Genesis came out somewhat recently, and it was, from all accounts, fairly shitty, but, I mean, okay, all, most Terminator movies past the second one have been fairly shitty, in my opinion, but yeah. if if the next Terminator movie is not Vengeance on the Tree of Time or something very similar to it, there's really no reason for me to ever watch another Terminator movie, because the, in my opinion, best exploration of artificial intelligence plus time travel is your story, so. I, I, I really like the Terminator conceit, mm-hmm. uh, They've got a comic book series um, that's collected in two anthologies that I mostly enjoy, but it's it's one of those things where you don't want to look at the background all that heavily or it starts to really confuse you <laughs> at best. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I wrote that in September of 2013. Uh, and then in October, you post the first chapter of Pokemon Origin of Species which I thought was much closer to HPMR, I'd say, in terms of vocabulary and the way it's approaching the world. Yeah, definitely more inspired by HPMR and Luminosity in the sense of take a canon, find a protagonist, make them a rationalist, see what happens. Yeah, and uh, that's sort of where we get our rationalist-rational distinction from, is between those two types of works. Because I wouldn't call Branches on the Tree of Time rationalist, because it's not rying too much to teach anything right sarah connor is a rational person and she is well well she actually may be considered a rationalist herself but she is a rational person who is using the tools at her disposal in a rational way but she's not explicitly thinking about or communicating rationalist ideas so it would be a gray area in my opinion but i'm okay with calling it either rationalist or rational yeah whereas origin of species is much more rationalist it's got things to teach in most chapters right yeah. So then in December of 2013, that's uh, there had been uh, very many posts about what should I read next or uh, what are things like HPOMR. In December was when the Rational subreddit was created, which I really wish that they'd gone with Rational Fiction instead because that's caused many problems down the line with people just being like, oh, yeah, let's let's just post... Like things that we would post to less wrong, mm-hmm. which is not really what the subreddit was taken over for, right. I guess. So that was uh, December 2013. The initial mods, I think, it was Eat Your Brains, I believe. Yeah, it was Eat Your Brains and Seraph NB, I think, who's now deleted their account. I think those were the founding two. Um, the mod team is currently myself, Paradexus Errant. Yeah, who actually might have been one of the original mods too. This all happened following a post in HPOR in December where it was asking, like, what are the characteristics of rational stories? And there was this post by Vivificent who basically laid out what is currently the sidebar of our rational. And that, that's changed a little bit with as time went on. Things were added and removed to that. But I think it's fairly close to being the same as as his initial comment. Right. So the subreddit was created. A lot of the recommendations of people that people have been making over over the months uh, get posted there, including Branches on the Tree of Time, uh, your other story, The Last Christmas. I start posting Origin Species around that time, 
And originally I was posting, you know, a chapter in both HPMR and Rational, but then after the fifth or sixth chapter, I was just posting it in our Rational because a lot of the people from HPMR subreddit had subscribed to Rational by then. So it was essentially the same community. Yeah, that was our feed population Mm -hmm. was HPMR. There are some people now, I occasionally see comments with people who don't know what HPMR is and have never read it. Which is great, because now it's the one of the lucky 10,000. Yeah. Um, and I there was a post on the subreddit recently talking about, like, what is the point of entry? And it's sort of grown beyond h People disagree whether that's a good point of entry to the genre, even if it is, like, the Ur example, which I'm sort of on the fence about. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of just... Maybe out of out of personal preference, I would like everyone to read HPMR if they're at all interested in rational restriction, just because I feel like it's such a good example of it. But I definitely understand if some people aren't huge Harry Potter fans or or get turned off by the <laughs> well, that's a different yeah, that's a different episode. Yeah, <laughs> around this time also, Yudkowsky recommended Worm, uh, which is not a rational restriction. Kind of, but not really a rational fiction. I, w- I would be okay with with calling it a rational fiction, but I'm okay with other people saying it's not too. Yeah, this is one. Of, this is one of the things that you can get in fights with people on the subreddit right. about whether whether or not Worm is rational. And I I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, partly because I know Wildo, he's expressed some hesitance mm-hmm. about that label. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're an author and you want to say, well, I don't think that label applies to my work, especially for a label like Rational, I think that's your prerogative. Right. I'm willing to accept it in that case. I think that the label got applied to Worm by a lot of people, not Yudkowsky himself. Right. I definitely wouldn't want to pull anyone into our community against their will. But right. I'm, I'm more than happy to recommend it to people in our community as something that they're probably going to enjoy. First off, um, it is a superhero fiction where essentially the idea of what happens if superheroes are real really is explored from top to bottom at the basic kids in high school that wake up one day with superpowers to the how governments interact, how governments treat the superheroes, how the superheroes interact with the government and, and civilian populations, privatized, you know, public, all that stuff. Everything is examined. Everything is interacting with each other. And in and of itself, it's just a great character-driven story, plot-driven story, amazing fight scenes, all that good stuff. And what yeah. probably gets it called a rational fiction a lot, or a rationalist fiction by some people even, is the fact that the main character is, in all respects, an intelligent, thoughtful, and good at examining how to get the most out of her powers and the powers of those around her. She's a munchkin, a term that generally just means someone who uses the rules of a game to their advantage, and some, in some respects maybe cheats the rules a bit, uses loopholes, things like that. And she's able to get quite a lot out of her essentially not-on-its-face impressive power of controlling insects, and that's really one of the things that makes it such an enjoyable read for a lot of rationalists or rational uh, readers. Yeah, and I think um, a similar one that I don't... It doesn't come from inside the genre, it comes from outside the genre. Uh, Mother of Learning was not written as right. rational fiction. It sort of adopted that label or gotten into it. Harry Potter... And the Natural D20? Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter and the Natural 20 um, is, is has similarly been called rational, but it wasn't written as rational fiction, and I kind of prefer not to try to interpret works as rational if that's not yeah, what the author has been intending because I think that's um, 
part of the reason for Wild Bo's hesitance there is that a lot of people come in and they say, oh, this isn't rational, and this right, isn't right. rational, and it's like, well, it's not It's not what it is. Yeah, know? Harry Potter and the Natural 20 is, is a delightful read, very funny. It's a great examination of the rule ma- mashup between D&D and, and the Harry Potter magic system, but it's, it's, the, its main character, Milo, is a munchkin, first and foremost, not a rationalist, not a rational character in many respects. Yeah, the two-year emperor also. Yep. Um, I am pretty sure that was in late 2013, but that was uh, one of the early ones and sort of uh, widely talked about on the rational subreddit. Mm-hmm. The two-year emperor is a a uh, portal fantasy. Portal fantasy, yeah. And it goes into D and D rules as written, which is a has sort of a term that came out of the uh, character optim- optimization boards. And if you take the D&D ru- rules as written, they are absolutely insane. Um, and Two-Year Emperor has a lot of, of fun with that. I think 2014 is sort of when we get into the sort of mainstream current history. In May, I wrote A Bluer Shade of White, which is a Frozen fanfic that I originally wrote for a Bitcoin bounty. Someone had offered a prompt with a bounty if someone could deliver. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a blue or shade white. I never got that bounty because it took me more than the stated week. But then I wrote, uh, or I posted the first chapter of Metropolitan Man. I have to admit that I've not read a blue or shade of white. I actually haven't seen Frozen. So I've been kind of waiting until the inevitable, oh, I guess I should see Frozen. Yeah, you, you should see Frozen. Frozen is, is a good movie. Like it's, it's, I would say in the top 25% of D- Disney movies. I like Frozen a lot, but it also, like a Disney movie that doesn't really care about yeah. a lot of things. I, I know at the very least that there is a lady who has ice powers and at some point creates a sentient talking snowman, and this is not explored at all in the story. Right. He's, he's comic relief. Right. I fully look forward to seeing how you uh, expand on that, which I'm sure you do. But Metropolitan Man was, again, just another amazing exploration of Superman. The Golden Age Superman specifically back in the 40s, 50s? Yeah. Golden Age is 40s and 50s. Right. Metropolitan Man is actually set in the 1930s. I think it's 34 and 35. So right, so Lex Luthor is a is the main character. He's a rational protagonist who is examining this alien god who has come to Earth and is dispensing justice. And it does a great job of examining why Lex Luthor is not a evil, insane person who just wants to stop everything good and just about the world for no reason. He is someone who is on the less empathetic side, doesn't really care about killing people if they get in his way or having people die as a result of his plans. But his main concern is the continued existence of planet Earth and its people. So when he sees Superman show up and understands what it means for there to be a 0.1% chance even of Superman at some point destroying the world, realizes, okay, probably best to kill Superman. And it was uh, widely received fairly well. This is another story that I recommend to, to most People I know, most people enjoy it. Yeah, it's the reaction was, I don't want to say mixed, but a lot of people had the reaction of, I like that story, but I'm never going to read it again. <laughs> That's probably what I was going to do with the ending, but I'm not going to, I don't know if we should say that for spoilers. Spoiler alert, most people have mixed reactions to the ending. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that at a later point. Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm, I'm but, totally happy to have an episode about Metropolitan Man. Yeah. Um, but that basically brings us up to, I think, current history. Um, the stories I'm following right now is Animorphs the Reckoning. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of worm fanfic. I think that's pretty common. It's Taylor with a different power set. 
Yeah, and there are a number of other stories. We can't really name all of them, but so off the top of my head, I remember there was a Death Note fanfic that was doing pretty well. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Unfortunately, it seemed to have been discontinued at some point. Oh, the wave has arisen. That's complete now, but that's uh, one that I that I recommend. Yeah, another Naruto fanfic, and there's a number of stories now uh, that you can find on the subreddit are rational. We've got everything there from fan fiction to original fiction, from short stories to web serials, one-offs. Scott Alexander from Slate Star Codex is writing Unsong. Yeah, well, that's one of the ones I would not consider rational. Yeah. Consider rational, but I I don't have any qualms about that being on the subreddit. I just would like people to not take it as rational fiction. Because I think if you come into it with that mindset, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you Right. Can. I was just going to say, one of the things about the, the community now is that it's it's fairly open. Like, we don't, we don't need to restrict necessarily the work that are posted to the subreddit, as long as we know the difference between them and, and they're clearly marked. So I'm always happy to talk about and engage in conversations about stories that are enjoyed by the by the community and see people talk about them as long as the tags and the and the guidelines and things like that make it clear what isn't isn't rational and rationalist fiction you can go to the subreddit and enjoy a wide variety of stories without necessarily thinking like oh well if something isn't rational i can't post it here and talk about it with other people who enjoy rational fiction yeah so that's pretty much the recent history of the still fairly new rational community. Uh, I should say rational fiction community. The rational community is a much wider thing. And it's not exactly important to know for people who are getting into the genre, but if you ever plan on getting going to the subreddit or wanting to discuss the topics or the stories that you that lead you there with other people, that's just an idea of where it came from and what it meant to at least two of the readers and participants in the community. It's at the very least been a positive and constructive influence on my life, so I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, me too. All right, thanks for joining us, and starting with episode one, we're going to start discussing in more detail what the rational fiction genre is, what the rational fiction genre is, how to tell the difference, and from there go on to giving advice and, and discussing the stories and genres. So, hope you'll join us for that. Yeah.